typically going to lean one way or the other. Uh, one thing with introversion, extroversion is we think either you are or you are not. But really, it's sort of this spectrum where you have 100% introvert on one end and 100% extrovert on the other. And most people typically fall somewhere along that line. And you even have some people who are almost dead in the center. Uh, it's a term called uh, an ambivert. So they, they okay. kind of go both ways. You know, so you can be just over that threshold of introversion or just over the threshold of extroversion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Develop Your Potential. I'm your host, Panji Sunday. Today we have a special guest uh, in the name of Alex Caradine. Today we're talking about um, introverts and extroverts. Um, for me, I heard this man talk about it and it completely blew my mind away and uh, made me really rethink um, how I do things as somebody who probably a lot of people perceive as an introvert. Um, and we're going to talk about some misconceptions, just misunderstanding that people might have. And uh, you will see that based on his definitions of what introverts and extroverts are. So without ado, uh, Alex, if you can introduce yourself, just tell us about yourself, a little bit about yourself, what you do, and something that you're up to these days. All right, sure. Uh, first off, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, this topic is something that's pretty near and dear to me, and we'll get into that. Um, but, uh, you know, my profession is, is pretty simple. I might have a fancy title, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm a track coach. Uh, you know, I've worked at the university level for eight years. Uh, I've worked at, you know, large schools, small schools. Um, but I like working with athletes, helping them to become, you know, really the best person they can and how that translates to their own athletic uh, endeavors. Um, you know, I'm scientifically minded. You know, when I went to school, I did a lot of research in, you know, anatomy, physiology, chemistry, biology, things of that nature. Um, you know, I've been at this for, gosh, uh, you know, studying the human body since really I was 18 years old, 31 years old now. Um, kind of hopped around a little bit, but coaching is what I currently do. Um, you know, I don't have too many hobbies or interests with the you know, state of things at the, um, you know, in higher education, you know, with a lot of the COVID uh, restrictions we have going on, my little bit more free time than normal. So been trying to take care of the house, new homeowner, spend time with my wife um, and been running a lot, uh, you know, so pretty typical, pretty standard. I like to keep, I like to keep it simple. I like to have a couple of things and just do them really well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, this guy might as well be the assistant AD at our school. Um, he's, he, he's involved with a lot and, uh, it's great respect for him, um, being involved with a lot of things. Um, so let's get this thing going. Um, would you, so the first question I guess I will ask is what do you consider yourself an extrovert or introvert? So I definitely am an introvert. Um, you know, I have been for my whole life and I would say, you know, most people, you know, they're typically going to lean one way or the other. Uh, one thing with introversion, extroversion is we think either you are or you are not. But really, it's sort of this spectrum where you mm -hmm. have 100 percent introvert on one end and 100 percent extrovert on the other. And most people typically fall somewhere along that line. 
And you even have some people who are almost dead in the center. Uh, it's a term called uh, an ambivert. So they, they okay. kind of go both ways, you know, so you can be just over that threshold of introversion or just over the threshold of extroversion, or you can be pretty introverted or pretty extroverted. Uh, but for me, uh, I can, I can proudly say, uh, I'm an introvert. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I know there's something that, you know, I never really kind of identify as myself as an introvert or extrovert, but I know for the past few years that we've been uh, together and since when you had that talk, like I've been trying to figure out, okay, what am I really? But I think, um, the biggest thing for us is just kind of diving into, you know, your definitions, which kind of turned my head. Um, what do you, what are your definitions that you had, you know, when you shared at the meeting for introverts and extroverts? So I had to do a little bit of research because, um, you know, if you just go into Google and, and type these terms in, you're going to find they mostly focus on how someone is in a social setting. You know, uh, and so the, we kind of stereotype introverts and extroverts as, you know, an introvert is shy and reserved and an extrovert is going to be outgoing and talkative. And that really sells introvert short and extrovert short. Um, mm -hmm. When we look at it, introversion, extroversion really are about stimulation um, and then the environment that we inhabit. So this might be a little counterintuitive to some people. But introverts, uh, compared to extroverts, are, are typically highly stimulized by the environment around them. Um, sights, sounds, tastes, smells, they can hit introverts pretty tough. Um, mm. You know, we can see this even, um, we can see this in, in, in young children, you know, babies, um, you know, all the way up to, you know, in your older years, uh, introverts, they just sort of get hit with things a little bit harder uh, and then extroverts almost, um, you know, are a little dulled. They're not as reactive to the world around them. But when you see it through the context of stimulation, it kind of makes sense why introverts behave the way they do and extroverts behave the way they do as well. You know, so if your environment, if, if the external world, when you're going out to the grocery store, you're spending time with friends and you're at work, if, if it's a lot for you. You know, and if, it, if it's really hitting you hard, well, then what would you want to do to rest and recover? Well, you would choose to maybe look for that quieter place or want to spend some time alone and just sort of explore your own thoughts where you have a bit more control. But if you're extroverted, you know, the world, like you want to put yourself out into the world because you're looking for those highly stimulating, highly exciting activities. Um, you're externally focused trying to gain that energy you're drawing it from the world and it powers you an extrovert sorry an, an introvert they're typically losing energy throughout their day until they have those moments where they can be in a more controlled environment a bit more low-key it doesn't mean they don't want to be with people it doesn't mean they don't want to hang out and do um you know social activities but everything sort of has a, a price i guess you could say an introvert that has been, you know, in a meeting for four hours could be pretty exhausted in the same way that an extrovert who's been stuck in their office for four hours staring at a computer, they're going to get restless and they're going to get antsy and they want to get out and they're going to want to walk around. They're going to want to talk to people and how are you doing? Hey, let's go grab a lunch, things like that. Whereas the introvert might say, I'm going to 
eat lunch by myself in the office. So it's really more about stimulation and how we react to our environment. And then yes, that can play out in a social context, but it's not the, the full tale to just think about being shy or being outgoing when it comes to introverts and extroverts. Uh, and there's a lot of research that backs this up too, um, that is now coming more to the forefront, which is great for people like myself who might've been misunderstood you know, for a lot of our lives. Uh, to, just to put it nicely, you can be a little misunderstood because our world is sort of designed for extroverts, at least in, in America, extroverts kind of um, have, have created a world which benefits them a little bit more than introverts, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for me, that was what struck me um, when you, when you at the whatever conference outing that we had, that was the first thing that kind of struck me. I was like, man, this completely, that makes sense. Because a lot of times, you know, for me, like, I would like to go and hang out with people, but it's more, I will be more productive by, by, by myself. It's not that I don't want to go do that, but I'm more productive if I'm by myself and I'm doing things by myself. Um, but at the same time, would you say, though, that um, you, you talked about stimulus? Can somebody, you know, um, if... Would there be a difference when, like, let's say introverts are hanging out with introverts and, you know, people will see them like they are engaged, they are talking, they're doing a lot of stuff and people will give you like a funny look like this guy talks. Um, so would you say possibly like could, um, you know, the environment that somebody is in or let's say interest, for example, um, could that be something that could help people? Um, be able to interact with somebody who's an introvert who does not say much. But if you have something in the same interest, could that person possibly, you know, open up based on their interests? Yes. And working in education, being a teacher, being a coach, we, we see this a lot where you might be working with someone and they seem to not really engage with you very much. They don't really talk with you a whole lot. And you're a little confused. You're like, what do I need to do? What do I need to say? And then you'll see them laughing and smiling and joking with another person. And then you might almost feel, oh, I, you know, they, they, maybe they don't like me or, you know, maybe I've done something wrong. And when we're talking about those who are introverted, um, usually there has to be something in the environment which connects with them, whether it's an individual or an activity that sort of pulls them out uh, because so many things, um, you know, if they invest in the wrong things, they're going to be a little drained. Um, you know, so it could be as simple as you find out that you and this individual like the same TV show. And, mm -hmm. and I don't mean you just like the show. I mean, you guys both really have a, a deep love for this show and all of a sudden you're seeing a whole nother side of what you thought was a very shy and reserved and quiet person. And they just, they just, you know, are, are sort of nonstop because in that situation, it's, it's a one-on-one -on -one about a topic they really enjoy. Um, or maybe, you know, uh, a, a quick, you know, solution I found is if you're thinking about doing something with someone who doesn't typically open up, have them suggest the activity or a place to go or a thing to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're just more present with you there. So that can definitely matter a lot. 
Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's how, you know, we bridge those gaps is sort of mm -hmm. understanding what it is about that individual that's going to make them, you know, show you the other side of them because no one is 100% introverted. That person would be, uh, you know, one in a million <laughs> truly, you know, we all have those extroverted parts of themselves. I'm that way. You know, I hear this all the time and introverts hear this a lot too, where, you know, people will say, oh, I didn't really realize you talked that much. And if you see me in a group setting, if I'm not, you know, doing my job, you know, if I'm just around other people, I'm probably quieter than you might expect, but you get me one-on-one -on -one and it's, I almost trap the extrovert in a conversation because they're like, whoa, this is too much. Um, so the environment and the context can matter a lot when you're interacting with an introvert and sort of seeing their eyes light up. And once you make that connection once, you'd be amazed at how quickly you can form a relationship with someone who seem to maybe on the surface want nothing to do with you. And it's not the truth, but these can yeah. be perceptions. For yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And you know, that's a, that's a great segue to, you know, asking the question of, you know, how can, how can we breach that that gap? Right. Um, let's say I'm somebody, I, I go to work or I'm a first year student. I come to my apartment. My roommate might be an introvert. My, I might be an extrovert. How can we breach our gap? What are some practical things that people can do, you know, so that they can be able to function together um, and not feel like they have to change? Because that is like, I think that's one of the issues that a lot of people like are putting out there. Maybe I should say a misunderstanding that people can change, right? Like, I will try to change you so that you can be more like more enthusiastic, more like not yourself. But at the same time, you're like, well, that's just who I am. I can't really change. So what, just, just give us some kind of practical things that people can do. Um, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what some practical things that people can do to help, you know, give some, bridge that gap that just to, and also the person in the middle, right? Yeah, I want to go out. I don't want to really go out today. I just want to mail it today. You know, those three people, how can they all basically live together without driving each other crazy? I think it first starts with you have to make sure you have a, a sincere goal to get to know that person um, because it makes it a lot easier to meet them where they're at, you know. Um, but there's a couple of, I guess you could say, little tips and tricks that can help. Um, if you're someone who's more extroverted, you know, and you're meeting someone new that you think is introverted or you're still trying to feel out a little bit. Uh, probably the easiest thing to do would be to sort of watch them, just kind of observe and, and see what, what are they doing right now? And maybe, you know, maybe they're cooking, maybe they're watching a TV show, maybe they're just doing something. And if you don't think you're going to interrupt them, right? I mean, if it's a TV show, you don't want to be too rude. But if you could just ask them, hey, what is the, uh, I've never seen this show. What is this about? Or if they're cooking, it's like, oh, what are you making? Do you cook often? Um, because these activities that an introvert might be used to doing by themselves, they're, they can be made to be more social, right? Um, but maybe they've never had the opportunity to do it because no one's shown interest because from the outside, oh, it looks a little boring. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're just, gonna, you're just gonna go for a walk? I don't know, that seems a little boring, you have fun. And so in their mind, they might even internalize that they're a boring person. And so they wouldn't even think to ask someone else to join them. You know, that can happen throughout time. Uh, yeah. If you're 
if we're flipping it and we're thinking about an introvert with an extrovert and you're, you're trying to kind of understand a little bit like, okay, like this, this person seems to always want to do stuff with me and I'm starting to feel bad because I kind of turned down. I think you can put that olive branch out there and just say, Hey, I, I, I know we haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time together or it seems like I'm kind of blowing you off. I'm just, I'm not too spontaneous. Um, can we just plan for something? You know, it's a, instead of it being Hey, we're going to go out and we're just going to go explore and we'll run into who we run into. That can be a little overwhelming to an introvert. But if you make a, a plan, almost like a, a, a date and not a romantic one, but if you say, all right, we're going to go out. Um, we're just going to, you know, go play some putt putt or we're going to get some Frisbees and we'll go play some Frisbee golf at the park. And you start off with a very small amount of people. Um, and then you sort of break it open from there. I think it's baby steps. Uh, a lot of times that connection is missed or people aren't able to sort of bridge the gap because they're seeing what would be normal from their perspective. So someone who's extroverted may not think too much about just walking into, you know, a restaurant and you might've showed up with your friend, but there's six other people at the table you don't know. That's not a big deal to you. Hey, cool. Let's meet some new people. Let's chit chat. Hey, how you doing? Where do you work? Et cetera, et cetera. To an introvert, that could be very scary because they don't know these people. Um, they're not even sure where they're going to sit. They don't really know who they you know, should be talking to. They're, they're not really able to sort of just relax and settle into that moment. Um, so if you think about the individual and what's normal for them, I think it makes it a lot easier to bridge the gap. But if you're trying to make, it's almost what you said, right? You're not, you're almost trying to change them without knowing it. You want to make what's normal for you normal for them. And that mm. is where you have that conflict because one side of that um, group is going to be really thrown off balance one way or the other. You know, I, I, I love my friends who are extroverts. I know for a fact that they don't want to just sit in a room and read books with me for hours. You know, yeah. I, I get that. They might want to yeah. hang out for a little bit, but I might need to add in, okay, let's get something to eat or let's watch this TV show or let's go outside and play with the dogs or whatever it's going to be. Just a little something extra. And over time, that's how friendships are developed. Um, but it takes that sincere desire to recognize that person and then engage. And that's what I would recommend. Awesome. Yeah, that's, those are great. Those are great recommendations for sure. So, uh, stay on that, stay, stay on that path. So there's, 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 there are a lot of people that literally really think that there's something wrong with one of the other. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> very like, very true sadly <laughs> like there's something wrong with this person like what why does he so let me just give a, like a real life example so my in-laws when we got married with my wife and i was not somebody who doesn't say much i didn't drink i'm not like a party type person i like to have a good time but i'm not gonna drink or anything i'm literally Somebody asked one of my, my mentors, like, what is wrong with him? Like, I'm like, that's just my personality. I just don't do a lot of stuff. That's I just like to kick back and lay back and watch things. Even if I go out, like, I'm just somebody who just like to watch the scene and just see how things go. Um, you know, what are – I know we need to be careful, you know, like, the way we say things. Um, but – what would you like to 
you know, whether it's an introvert or an extrovert thinking that there's something wrong with somebody, um, how should we, you know, proceed to ask, you know, the question of, you know what, that's who you are. But I believe that you can do, you can come out and do something like out of the, out of the ordinary. Um, because so that, so that we don't have this, you know, just kind of like a stigma of, hey, there's something wrong with you. You need to, you need to like figure it out kind of idea embedded into people because that can be, that can be uh, detrimental to some people because they can take it hard and it could hinder them from doing something. It's, it's very tough. I'm, I mean, what you hit on with family, with friends, uh, you know, even our, our workplaces, kind of our work families, this can, this can be very tough because people then, because they're experiencing something which is a little abnormal, you know, like you're it, being an introvert. I mean, there are a lot of introverts in the world, right? I mean, I'm probably, you know, one out of every three, maybe one out of every two people is really an introvert, whether they know it or not. Um, but we're maybe not used to seeing those people in a very prominent place. And so it's very easy to think there's something wrong with someone or that, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard it where it's, it's, they think, oh, well, why, I don't, why can't you just relax? Why don't we just have a good time? And you're trying to, you're trying to explain that I actually am having a good time. I enjoy being around you and just watching and listening and laughing. Um, but other people, they can't, they can't see it. And often with family and friends, it, it comes from initially a place of caring because they, they know what is fun for them. And so they're trying to get you to have that fun. If we're, if our goal is to, how can we express these things to maybe get a little, because people are quite inflexible. I mean, being an introvert doesn't make you holier than anyone else, right? People can be very inflexible one way or the other. Um, uh, I think it's, it's, it's as simple as, you know, you just make a deal, right? Um, you don't want to cross anyone's boundaries, you know, especially in a social setting. If someone doesn't drink, you don't push them to drink. You don't really ask why. Right. But if it's, um, you know, something a, a bit, you know, just kind of a more open environment, you can say, Hey, okay, how about this? How about this? Uh, if I do this, will you do this thing? And, mm -hmm. you know, and you can kind of see, so then that way, no one feels like, I think that's one of the easiest ways to break down that kind of finger pointing like that, that internal feeling of being maybe attacked or misunderstood is if the other person who's initiating is willing to give up a little something or to try something new, um, that can go a long way to making people feel comfortable. Uh, one of my big ones is karaoke. And I've got a lot of friends who like karaoke. And for me, I don't really enjoy singing. I don't really want people looking at me. I don't really want to go up on stage and sing karaoke. And it's just the same. It's like, come on, Alex, just do it. It'll be so much fun. We'll be do it together. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not really fun for me. But I say, okay, how about this? Okay, I'll sing a song, but then you've got to do this thing. You know, yeah. and that actually works out very well if you're the introvert, because extroverts typically set stimulation, right? They'd be willing to do something different or to try something new. And if you're the introvert and someone's trying to get you to do something, what I can say is that if it's not crossing a boundary and it's going to be like a, a short type thing, 
it's usually worse in your head than it really is in practice, you know, um, and just understanding that they're trying to connect with you in a different way um, that could be a little bit scary, a little bit different or outside of your comfort zone. But, you know, you, you can feel you should say that, you know, you should say like, hey, I don't know, I just I got some reservations. I'm not really sure. And then give them a chance to sort of, you know, reassure you, you know, um, or if you know someone is going to say, oh, but I can't. You have to almost go unprepared and say, hey, I thought about this. I thought about that. I remembered what you said. You're showing that you're sincere. You're showing that you're taking them into a, account as a person. Um, you know, so it's a little bit, it's a little tactical. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it's how it is with people. Um, but the, probably the worst thing you can say is, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, it, it's because it, it would also hurt someone who's more extroverted and having a good time if you sort of attack them and said, well, what's wrong with you? You never stop talking and you're so loud. And, and they're like, Oh, I just, I'm just having fun. I didn't mean to offend you. I, I'm sorry. You know, we've, I've seen that happen too. Um, so it's never assuming something is wrong with someone. It's almost like, what are they seeing? How can I get, it's with everything, right? It's just, we see it with politics, see it with religion, yep. we see it with everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's, can you, even for a brief moment, see through their eyes you know, uh, and sometimes you just got to ask, you know, and believing that person, if someone says to you, Hey, I'm having a good time, you know, yeah. Yeah. you, you, they, they haven't given you a reason to think that they're a dishonest person. You got to just believe them, you know, and yep. say, Hey, okay, hey, cool. So having a good time. If I can do anything to help you out, please let me know. But if you're enjoying yourself, glad to have you here. Yep. That goes, right. a, that goes a long way. I totally agree with that for sure. You know, it's just like, you know, just like we all have our own purpose here uh, in this world. Like we have our own different ways of getting things done. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how we all got to this conclusion that everybody needs to be like the same <laughs> for some reason. Like you need to act the same way this person is acting, this person is acting. I'm like, no, nah, we're totally different. Um, this world would be really boring if we're all thinking the same and we do everything the same way. Um, but I guess I can add on to this. I will give you like three uh, misunderstanding about uh, introverts. And then I would like you to kind of expand on it on why people think that uh, introverts are, the, uh, are that way. And then I will give you three extroverts. And then you can try to expand on that and help us introvert understand why we think those people are that way. But I will start with first the misconception of introverts. Um, they don't like working in groups is the first one. They don't okay. like talk. They don't like talking and they are poor public speakers. They do not like to speak in public. So kind of expand on that to help people understand that. Um, that's not the issue. All right. So the, the first one, um, so in terms of working with, with groups, uh, working in groups can be really great. But we know that when you work in a group, you typically become a part of the group. You know, Um, it's just how it is when we're around people. We sort of start to take on some of their attitudes and behaviors for good and for bad. Um, And an introvert, you know, one thing an introvert is really good at doing is exploring their mind. And this is going to sound really crazy to some people, uh, you know, like this is some like weird stuff. But for someone like me, my mind is this 
infinite space of possibility. I can do anything in my mind. I can go anywhere in my mind. Uh, so it's really enjoyable to sort of have that alone time to sort of just explore and to think and to conceptualize. And so when you're doing group work, depending on the nature of it, it can be hard to do that uninterrupted. And so that can be a reason why introverts maybe prefer to work alone, but mm -hmm. there's nothing about being an introvert that wouldn't make you want to work with other people to accomplish a task together, to find joy in shared work. I think in the, maybe the K through 12 school setting, group work as we've all experienced isn't <laughs> that productive sometimes. And the more, the younger you are, you know, your traits haven't matured yet. So an extrovert that's 30 is very different than an extrovert that's 15. And so some people might see it as an opportunity to just, just to socialize, whereas the introvert might want to socialize about the project. Um, or the introvert is trying to, you know, get their ideas in order, but then everyone in the group is talking about ideas, so it's cluttered and confused. I think the a good solution for introverts and extroverts, no one's frustrated, is you're in a group, you have a problem, and then maybe you take 15 minutes to work separately and come up with your ideas. Then you come together and then you can share your ideas. So the introverts were able to dive into their own mind and come up with you know, their bursts of creativity. And then those in the extroverted part who are gonna do a little bit better with that receptive feedback and, and, and that communication then they can kind of all get what they need and you still solve the problem. Um, you know, but I love working in groups, but I like to do, um, you know, I like to be prepared for the group work. I think that's the hard part is being prepared. So if I have some heads up, it's never really an issue. Um, introverts love to talk. And I think this is one of the funniest misconceptions. Introverts talk a lot. I mean, they really do, but in larger group settings, it's quite possible that if the topic isn't that interesting to them, um, or if you've been in a group for a while, they may just choose to listen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's very, I think that's very interesting is what is a conversation if everyone's talking and no one's listening? You know, so having the person who's listening, they're doing a very important job because yeah. someone has to talk and someone has Absolutely. to listen. Um, so to say that they don't really enjoy talking or like talking, some people just like to listen a lot more. Uh, and for some people, they don't need to talk as much to express themselves or their ideas. Um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that, again, we think about it in a purely social context. Um, but from an energy standpoint, it can be it can allow the introvert to stay present longer to actually just listen and then respond to questions instead of always being the one to initiate and draw people in and sort of provide that energy for others. Um, in public speaking, I think introverts and extroverts can struggle with public speaking a lot. I think it's a skill, one that has to be practiced, definitely. Um, I don't know if introverts are gonna have a harder time with public speaking, Again, I think it's their expertise and how prepared they are. Um, I can say that, unfortunately, when you're younger, 
usually people are trying to help you by forcing you to speak in public because they think it's good for you or you need it. And then that can almost drive that fear up higher because you didn't want to do the activity. You're unsure of why you're doing it. And now there's extra pressure because you want to do a good job because people are trying to help you or they, they think this is going to be important. And that may not, extroverts may not feel that pressure um, because no one is thinking that this is, uh, we need to quote unquote fix their public speaking. Um, so I think unfortunately a lot of introverts have almost been given this phobia uh, because when they were younger, people thought that, oh, if we don't make them do it now, they'll never do it in the future. When in reality, you know, public speaking is hard in general, introvert or extrovert, um, you know, but those are probably some of my thoughts and some of those misconceptions. And a lot of the misconceptions about introverts really do, you know, as you kind of brought up, they relate to that, that social aspect and, and it's talking yeah. and it's with people because that is what we usually see if we don't um, dive deeper is just what does that person present when they're around people? Yeah, I think, and I definitely, that's definitely the challenge for, I think, everybody is just to like to look at things in the deeper sense, in the whole whole sense of it, not just looking at just one, you know, the, for for us, for these two topics, just the social side of it, but really look at the whole picture. Don't just look at just one piece of it. Um, so, yeah, great points there. Definitely agree with you there. Uh, so for the extroverts, people say... Um, the misconceptions are they're confident and outgoing. They are terrible listeners and they are insensitive. Your thoughts hmm. there? <laughs> um, I, I think that in our society, we, it's standing out is valuable. You know, it, it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, think about celebrities. Celebrities yep. Are kind of unusual people. They do very strange things that you and I could not get away with. You know, <laughs> if if you're a celebrity, even like when you do bad things, it's still good for you because yeah. you're standing out and you're making a mark. Um, so we sort of try to push people to acting in a way that gets them to stand out and that gets them noticed. And so if you're an extrovert. And you're already more willing to do that and explore your external environment. Well, you just sort of feed off of that. And then when people sort of pat you on the back or you find that you make more friends or people treat you nicely, then it almost sort of reinforces this behavior to where sometimes you might find someone who, you know, is a little bit over the top and who does a little bit too much. But from their standpoint, they're only acting in a way that's been encouraged their entire life. Um, you know, like they think this is what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be outgoing. I'm going to be talkative. I'm going to be confident. People like that. Um, but sometimes, you know, that's natural too. You know, some people just have that personality about them in a way about them. And it's very interesting because I would say introverts can be the exact same way. It, a big difference is an introvert may not speak as much. So you don't really know. I mean, the introvert that you're that you're talking to, they could be very arrogant, you know, yeah. and you might think they're listening to you, but they are, you know, just judging you. Right. I mean, an extrovert could do the same thing, but that's kind of the what some people, you know, with extroverts, 
it's almost like because they put more of themselves out there, they're more open to criticism because their faults are more on display. Uh, and that can be a hard life to live as well, where you're just doing what comes natural and that makes it easier for people to sort of pick you apart because you are more talkative and you seem, you know, a bit more confident, um, you know, in that way. And to say that they're a bad listener, I don't think that's fair. I think there are many extroverts who would prefer to talk more than listen. Um, yeah. But I think, and I've had plenty of friends, I mean, I'm 31 years old. Most of the people I know are more extroverted than introverted. Um, and they listen just fine. You know, if I needed to talk with them, they're going to sit down, they're going to listen with me. And it's, it's going to be, you know, they're, them being a good friend, them being a good family member in a group setting, you know, a lot of my extroverted friends, you know, the, the point isn't to listen to each other, if that makes sense. Um, that's not really why they, what they see a group conversation for. And I think this is where the introvert frustration comes in because in an introvert, they would think if one person is talking, then okay, then, then everyone maybe should be listening at that point. But for my extroverted friends, it's just an activity almost like being with their friends and being a group is an activity in itself in the same way playing basketball is, you know, so when everyone's kind of talking and no one's really listening and, and jokes are flying back and forth and people are cutting others off, um, that's normal because they're not talking about anything deep, you know, they're just kind of just hanging out. Um, and that's again, where extroverts almost get a bad rap because in their mind, there is no expectation that this is going to be, the one person talks, one person listens conversation. Um, you know, this is just sort of how they interact in the same way that if I'm with my introverted friends, we could be sitting around not even talking. And I feel like we're very connected. Whereas extroverts might think to themselves, well, how can I connect if I'm not engaging with you and doing something externally? Um, so listening is something extroverts can do very well. And it doesn't matter if you're extroverted, introverted, if you're in, um, if you don't care about what the other person is saying, you're not going to be a good listener. You're just not. Um, in terms of being insensitive, uh, I, I feel like uh, this is funny. These misconceptions, it sounds like an introvert wrote the ones for extroverts and vice versa. Um, in terms of being insensitive, it's very possible if you're an extroverted individual that because your focus is more external and because you're being energized by the things that you're doing, you may not be putting as much energy toward reading the social cues of those around you, or you could just be misinterpreting them or because you are so engaged and having such a good time, you want that person to do it too. And this goes back to the party situation, or you could be at the amusement park with your family. You, we all have that person who's having such a good time. They want you to have it too. You know, they're yeah. like, no, come on, man, Let, let's go, let's get on the ride, let's play the games, let's do this, here, eat this, try that. And you're overwhelmed. You're like, can I just breathe, please? Can I just <laughs> exist in this moment? But you have to remember, they're having such a good time that they want you to feel that too. And then they think that you experiencing what they're experiencing will lead to that. Um, you know, I, I've, I've experienced moments where, uh, you know, I... I felt a little slighted or like someone didn't even listen to what I said or, you know, their response back to me seemed a little heartless or cold or like, like almost as if they didn't care. Um, 
you know, and then it's you taking a step back and again, seeing it from their perspective, because I would say most people have good intentions, um, but you can only see what you can see. Um, you know, extroverts themselves are not, I think by default, more insensitive than introverts. I think that's very unfair. Um, I think their actions can be received as insensitive, um, maybe more often, but if you understand the why behind what they're doing, then you just have that follow-up conversation and then it's all good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I was just, I, I just looked up like misconceptions and I was like, ah, oh, I wonder if this is like introvert writing it for the extroverts or I don't know, but it was always, it was funny just reading them and I was like, yeah, um, but you know, for me, you know, what I just keep hearing is just like just understanding people and just respecting each other's differences um, and just learning about each other, really. Um, I think these days a lot of people just want everybody to be the same. I'm like, well, we're going to have our differences, but um, just learning how to talk to each other and just respect each other's boundaries will go a long way. So, um, but any other things that you want to expand on that you have that uh, I might not have asked? I think that if people can understand themselves a little bit better and embrace these parts of themselves, uh, they'll find that their lives become a little bit easier. Um, it's, it's hard to fight against your own nature. You know, it really is. Uh, if you're an introvert, you might feel like you have to act a certain way to be successful, to, um, you know, have a good relationship, to get that promotion, to make friends. And then you have this sort of, uh, it's just like this friction in your mind where you're never really happy, you're never really content because you're trying to be someone you're not. Um, when we know that people can be successful in a number of ways and maybe the environment you're in just isn't, isn't gonna work for you, mm. you know? Uh, and that's okay. Uh, when we're thinking about how we live within this world, you, you can flex and bend. I mean, we have to be, you, you can't be this rigid um, person all the time, but when you have control, when you have the choice of activities you're going to do, how you want to design your home, the friends you have, you, if you understand what's going to serve you best, it can go a long way to improving the quality of life for you. I mean, it, it, it truly can. Um, and if you're in a relationship, if you're a parent and you have kids, Kind of getting an insight into what they're like that can prevent a lot of fights uh, for one <laughs> um and it can help both of you to to grow and to develop um because we see that a lot in close relationships where it feels like one person or even both people aren't getting what they feel like they need from that individual yeah um but then both people are at a loss of what else they can do you know they're like well i don't even know what to do anymore um, so just having these open conversations, not just with others, but with yourself first and identifying and saying, Hey, this is, this is how I am. This is, you know, what makes me tick. This is what gives me energy. It's important. You know, it, it really is important. Um, because for a long time, I had a hard time connecting with people. You know, I didn't get, I didn't get why I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense, but learned about myself a little bit 
and things got easier, you know, and putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations, trying something new, uh, it goes both ways, right? If you're an introvert, being around extroverts is good for you. And if you're an extrovert, being around introverts is good for you, you know? Um, so mix it up a little bit, be willing to explore, um, know yourself, and it makes it a lot easier to know other people. Definitely, definitely. That's really true. Hopefully people that are listening will carry that to heart because um, I think by nature, we're just kind of, um, for some reason, we have this thing that we have to go with the same people. There's nothing wrong with it, but we just always feel like we have to go with the same people. And that's something that like, Corona has helped me understand. Like, I'm like, man, I'm just a one dimensional person. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I, I need to, I need to get myself out and learn some new things. And, you know, just that's why I went out and just started biking. And I was like, all right, I need to learn how to bike. Started doing some music production, kind of making beats. I'm like, okay, I'm like trying to make myself explore out a little bit more and try to learn more different things um, to put in my toolbox. So that, you know, I think for me, it was when I, each time I go out with my wife and we're going to one of our work things and like there are people there, but like, it was hard for me to start a conversation because I didn't have anything to relate to anybody there. And I'm like, well, uh, like I'm a track and field person. Like if anybody wants to start track and field, like I could talk about <laughs> that all day, <laughs> but, you know, but now I'm like, well, I love biking and, uh, there's a lot of people that bike that probably live there. Um, I like to do a lot of different things now and I can relate to people, uh, with different things that I do now. I'm not trying to be one dimensional, but, um, one of the, one of the sayings that we go by is on this podcast is like allowing your purpose to drive your passion, not your passion to drive your purpose. And um, and you talk about you know people being themselves instead of trying to be like other people, and that's kind of like my the reasoning behind why I say allowing your purpose to drive your passion because I feel like a lot of people feel like they gotta fit in, right? Um, or other people are pushing it on them to try to fit in. And I'm like, well, you are you. Like, you can't try to be somebody else that you're not. Um, so just try to be yourself and other people that are around you. Um, then it's just to learn how to embrace you and to try to understand who you are and just be who you are. and Just, you know, be authentic. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. So um, great insights there. Um, anything else you want to add on? If not, we can call this good. No, I mean, this was a lot of fun getting a chance to talk about this, uh, you know, since kind of, as you said, right, I mean, I talk track, I talk, I talk sports, I talk nutrition, all that stuff, you know, 24 seven, but I, I have other interests, psychology being one of them for sure. Uh, for a long time, I wanted to study psychology yeah. uh, and as coaching allows me to do that, um, you know, but I'm glad to hear that you're expanding out a little bit um, and that's using you know, the current environment, it's, it's a tough time. Um, but being able to find the joy in that is, is great, you know? Um, but I hope what I shared, you know, was, was helpful, could help someone shed a little bit of insight and get them thinking, huh, interesting. I wonder how introverted or extroverted am I? Yeah. What about my brother? What about my friend? What about my mom? Uh, cause it's, it can be fun too, because yeah. then you can poke fun at each other. You know what I mean? We, my wife and I do that sometimes where we just kind of poke, because we know each other so well, 
um, that it's, it's not, it's almost predictable. You know, if we go out and we come home, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to my office and I'm closing the door, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's funny and she's not upset about it. It's okay. You know, but you know, I know if she really wants to go out and do something then I, I got to tag along and then I just, I, I can't, who's going to be there. She gets tired of me asking that. So yeah. um, it doesn't have to be a burden. You know, it can, it can be really freedom. I think knowledge is, is freedom and being yourself even more so. Uh, but thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, as soon as you asked, I was like, well, I've never done this before. Kind of <laughs> what you said. I, I should do it. I've never done it. I don't know what it's going to be like, but um, yeah, you know, if, if it helps even one person, I think it's been worth my time. So yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that I'm like, man, uh, Corona, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I've been doing my workouts and all that. And I'm like, I'm just, you know what? Because it's, it's myself and my wife will host it, but my wife is working now. So I'm like, well, I'm going to just take charge of it and just start doing it. So podcast is like my probably ninth episode um, that I've done. So I'm starting to get used to it, getting better at it. But um, definitely appreciate your time. And, um, you know, this man does not have any social media, so I can't ask him to give us any social media stuff <laughs> that you can follow him on. <laughs> so, but. Uh, we greatly appreciate your time, Alex, and um, hopefully, you know, not hopefully, we're definitely going to find a topic and bring you back to help give us more wisdom and some insight and um, just to provoke some, you know, thinking in our own minds and to help help us grow and just continue to um, develop our potential in all the ways that we're trying to grow. So thank you very much for being on. Anytime. When you want me back, just let me know. I'll be here. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Bye. All righty. That's it. Okay. Thank you, man. I cool. appreciate it. No, that's that's good. How long have you been? Um, did you start it like during the, like during the pandemic, or had you been doing this maybe a little bit earlier? So we, I mean, we started doing it uh way before the pandemic hit, and then. Um, you know, everything started happening and I was like, man, I just need to be away from social media, anything. So I did not do it yeah. for a long time. So I picked it up back up probably, I would say two months ago, I just okay. calling people and just asking people who wants to be on. And, um, I've had my dad, my mentor. So I'm just picking out like topics about just like the mind will be, um, like the first, I guess, what do you call it? The first season will be basically on mine. Season, yeah. Will be on the mine. Just, and then I think the second season, I'll probably go on the, uh, more so on the health side of things, wellness. Um, so, and then, so the, the main idea is, is my wife started a nonprofit. I don't know if I told you. Um, no, I didn't know that. So, their goal is to, it's her and one of our friends here in town. And our goal is to just kind of help people um, that are struggling and with whatever it's like uh, finances, relationship, just finding people that are willing to um, put out content that will help people. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the goal. So the podcast is going to be like part of it. And I'm going to be kind of in charge of doing all that and just finding 
people that I can ask questions and just have them on the podcast. So, um, but yeah, I've been, uh, it's been like two months now that I've been on it since I've been back from quarantine and all the craziness that have been going on. So, um, but it's been fun though. I can tell you that I, the, the podcast platform that I'm using is super easy to use. So it makes things a little bit easier. Um, literally you just, if you send a link like I did to you and it automatically starts recording and then you just got to edit, which is super easy to do. Okay. Yeah. It's, no, I, I, I'm all about it, man. I think, um, I think people, you know, I'm sure you've seen this, uh, and you live in a smaller town, but I'm sure you've seen the impact of, I think people over, they don't, they underrate how important it is just helping your local community is like people, you know, think, Oh, you know, if I do something, if I don't have a, a million people listen or watch my video, what does it mean? And I'm like, well, you don't even know that many people. Yeah. I know like 100 people. Yeah. So if I did something and I could share it among a group of people or my local community, or I could do something that, it, yeah, it might seem small compared to Bill Gates donating $10 million. But if I'm helping to change lives, that is always worth it. And if you're creating information or doing something that someone can listen to or share or spark in them, I think you got to do it, you know, um, cause these are hard times. They just, they are. And instead of us sitting around being sad, yeah. you know, about the things that we don't have, it's like, well, I'm healthy. I've got a family. I still have a paycheck. Yep. What can I do? to make this a little bit of a better place. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing something a little bit similar, not with a, not like on your scale, but like I've been, I've been running a lot more, uh, spending a lot more time with Christina trying to get into doing some other things with my education. Um, you know, thinking about like not coaching other people, but just like, like literally like knowledge I have about the body. So maybe I should share some of this information. I don't know. Um, but just trying to, expand out because um i've noticed with you joked about it but i mean this what i do with chris rachel and kelly and it's 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 a good use of my abilities mm -hmm. you know um to be in those meetings and to have my ideas to do research they need and i'm like I, I should be doing more of this you know like i can i can coach but i can do this other stuff too yeah um just go, you got you to do it. That's the thing is you think about it, but you got to actually just do it. Do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and that's, that's, that's something that struck me too, because one of my buddies, um, he started his own podcast is like uh, eternal shift. Um, and we got talking. And I'm like, he's like, dude, you have it in your mind. Just go ahead and do it. He's like, you just never know who you're talking to. And, you know, just, just living in a small town, man, it's, it's it's hard sometimes to just look at people because there's so many people that are just lost and just finding their own identity. Um, people just it's like a competition out here. I'm like, you don't you're trying to be this other person that is your neighbor, and you don't need to be this other person. Um, a lot of women just struggling. Like, I don't know, man. Men in this around this time, I'm like. <laughs> I'm not judging people, but I'm just like, you know, like, but it also makes me think about myself as a husband too. Like, am I really like being intentional with my wife? Right. Like, yeah, my work, yeah, 
my work, yes, I got to drive to work and go to work. But at the same time, like when I come back home from work, like I'm not being intentional with my wife because, bro, this is this is like people that I know in the past three, I would say three months. Like I know people that are like close that had divorce. I'm like, because basically they don't have any communication with their significant other. And I'm just like, man, so it's something that has been in the back of my mind of just trying to figure out, okay, like, I know it's tugging in my heart to do something, but I don't know what that is yet. But, uh, but like, small things like this to just kind of share with people. I remember my, my last, my last guest that I had on, you know, people, I'll, my wife will post it on Facebook for people to listen to. Um, and I know like, Couple people are like, "Oh, we're definitely gonna keep listening to it." So I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna try to do it as much as I can to try to get people to get content out because, just like you said, you never know. You know, you never know who is struggling with what, and basically, what somebody says on here might be something that you know helps them to make the turnaround. So, um, yeah, I try to uh, interview Ashley, but <laughs> that didn't go too high. Connection was not too hot. Uh, so we're going to try it again sometime this week. Uh, see, we were going to talk about empowerment for the women, especially focusing on empowering women. Um, so it'll be a fun one with her to kind of talk to her about it. So, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, man. Well, no, it was fun. Seriously. Uh, let me know whenever it's, whenever it's up. I know that's well, Christina. She's like, you're gonna do what? I was like, yeah. So I think she'd get a kick out of listening to it. So and I, um, you know, I, I guess I, I don't have any social media, but um, I think like at least I can get Christina to kind of put it up yeah. on the on a maybe her Facebook or whatever. And then because I know even even just just my family would listen and other people I know, maybe some former athletes and stuff. So definitely. Um, yeah. yeah so when it's up, let me know and and we'll. We'll get get it shared out there. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna have to look for a topic to talk to Christina about if she's willing to do it. Um, man, tell me, man, if you want to talk about mental health, if you want to talk about depression, anxiety, that, oh, um, that therapy. I mean, that's that's what she does. I mean, it's something that she's seen a lot of things since she's been a therapist, and this year has been hard on people but that's her specialty is, is mental health okay yeah definitely so. yeah I'll, I'll have to hit you up and let you know um when that will happen if i can get her to get on yeah sure yeah um i i don't i mean she doesn't she claims she doesn't like public speaking um <laughs> but i think that you know what she has shared with me about mental health uh, and especially especially mental health in younger in that high school to college age range has really helped me to understand, you know, the people that we're working with and kind of the challenges they face. It's been really eye-opening. All right. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would definitely have to hit you up sometime for sure for that one. I mean, just tell her it's going to be like a phone call. She don't got, she doesn't got to stand in front of anybody. (laughs) If that helps. Right. Yeah. It's just, just, you just talking. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're just speaking. It's okay. Yeah. So All right, I, appreciate no, I think it's good. Yeah. Right. Uh, have a good one and uh, talk to you later. Yeah. We'll see you.
All right. Bye.